You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight key injuries with a good friend of the program, our injury analyst, Will Carroll, Media Relations Director from Modus Global. Will, in a general sense, what can you tell us about Aaron Rodgers' rehab? How did he come back from a serious injury so rapidly? uh, It's as simple as that. You know, broken bones are pretty simple. I mean, we've all either broken a bone or known someone that's broken a bone. I mean, Little Timmy down the street fell off his uh, his skateboard and broke his collarbone. Uh, maybe somebody you know slipped on the ice and, and broke their arm. Um, any of those you can think of that it didn't heal? I'm thinking. No. So that was not yeah, a rhetorical question. Bones, but here's the difference, yeah, Will. Little Timmy isn't going to go back on a football field and be That's chased around by 300-pound grown men. That's the difference. Now, here's the thing that could happen. The same exact thing that happened before. He got knocked down. Uh, the force, when he landed on his shoulder, shot through uh, the shoulder itself, caught the collarbone, and something had to give. In this case, it was the bone. You know, we've seen quarterbacks this year, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, who what gave? The, the ligament there in, in the acromioclavicular joint. We've seen this over and over and over. So, yeah, he broke his collarbone. They plated it in place. Plate really doesn't help it heal. It just holds it in place. So he's had about, what, eight weeks now, a little bit more to heal up. That's about right. It's healed enough for them to feel confident that something normal isn't going to make it break. But it wasn't something normal that broke it in the first place. It was him getting hit, landing just the wrong way on it, putting just enough force to snap a bone. That could happen again. Then again, that could happen to quarterback on the other side. That could happen to any quarterback in the league, uh, just has Carson Wentz. Anything can happen on any play. So uh, Aaron Rodgers is healthy enough, confident enough, and medically cleared to play. And honestly, watching him throw, he looks good. You know, he's got that little, little foot kick. And he was doing that a couple weeks ago, watching uh, the video of him this week in practice. He looked really good to me. He was putting it all on the ball. So I don't think that collarbone is bothering him at all. The thing he needs now is blocking. And that'll be a big part of, of the success for that football team if he can get that just to keep guys off of him because you don't want to see that drive tackle down to the ground again to cause that thing to, to re-injure itself. But Carson Wentz, give us, give us an understanding. We know he's out for the rest of the season, but um, give us a timeline of, of when we can anticipate seeing him back after the ACL tear uh, there against the Rams. Yeah, normally this is a six- to nine-month injury. And that nine-month mark puts him back, I think it's like two days after uh, week one. So would it be – I don't want to say rushing it. Would it be on the low end of the timeline to see him back in week one? Yeah. So this is one where yeah, – I'm from Indianapolis, so people telling me guys should be back in week one, uh, I, I immediately kind of twitch. <laughs> but, uh, you know – Yes, he's going to be around there. We should see him running and playing football and, and definitely throwing the ball. He'll be, you know, he could do that now. The question is, is he going to be as mobile? Uh, is he going to have to wear a brace? When is he going to back, be back to being Carson Wentz? And that takes a little bit longer. Uh, we've seen in the rehab process guys coming back, but we still don't know how to get them past that mental hurdle of the confidence of knowing that knee. Uh, you know, last time they were out there and running around, uh, it hurt. 
and now it's better, but you've got to get the mind to, to understand that it, you know, now it's fine. The surgeons did their work. They did a great job. He's got a great surgeon. He's going to have a great rehab. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are equipped to deal with this because they've got a sports science and sports medicine staff second to none. So he's got all the advantages here. Can he come back for week one? I don't know. Can he come back? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but there's always that, that question mark of how is it going to change him? I don't think it's going to. I think Carson Wentz is going to be the kind of smart player that's going to adjust a little bit. Maybe he won't be quite as mobile at first, but I think he's going to be smart, uh, and he's shown such improvement. Uh, I think they're going to know exactly what they're going to get, and I don't think he's going to be out significantly into the season, if at all. Chatting with injury analyst Will Carroll. Will, let's head to Tennessee. What's your view of the Marcus Mariota situation? According to reports, that persistent hamstring injury has flared up again. Now there's an ankle issue. When he gets to the offseason, is rest going to be the panacea here, or might he need a procedure? No, he's not going to need a procedure. The problem here is that any time you tear muscle fibers, which is what a a hamstring strain is, a tearing of the muscle fibers, you're going to have it fill back in with scar tissue. And scar tissue is never as strong, especially at the start. So even if you're doing everything you're supposed to, even if it heals up pretty much to 100%, and you tear it again, if you put the same force, you're going to tear it again. And now you're getting into this cycle of healing and tearing and healing and tearing. And then the scar starts to knot up, and you can have adhesions where things stick together that shouldn't stick together. Uh, that's where sometimes you see guys go in and have to have a cleanup, guys with you know, extensive uh, hamstring strength. The other thing to remember here is that the hamstring is not one muscle. It's, it's actually three muscles in the back there that, that work together uh, at, to kind of raise the heel up in that motion. You've got to have it to run. You've got to have the strength to do it. And he still had that. What he hasn't had is 100% of it. And he's having a hard time, it seems, with what's called proprioception, which is the sense of where the leg is in space. It's kind of like if you close your eyes and stick your hand out, you know where it is. You can move it around. You're like, okay, my hand's over to the side, my hand's out in front. He doesn't really know where his leg is, it seems. It seems like he's having a harder time being able to stop and cut and get a sense of where he is in space with that leg. And that's causing a problem because he's making some very awkward movements, which is what I think is leading, even in low-stress situations like practice, is leading to those re-injuries. He just doesn't know where his leg is. Yeah, I, I definitely think that ankle is related. He's overcompensating. Uh, and then by, the, by this time, by the time we get to mini camp, uh, with, with a little bit of treatment, a little bit of rehab, uh, I don't think it's going to need to be a big deal. But they're definitely going to want to watch it, make sure this doesn't turn into something more serious, something more chronic. One of the bigger games this week is the Steelers versus the New England Patriots. You would think every player would love to be healthy in that game. Joe Hayden, he has a fractured fibula who's trying to actually get on the football field. Do you think he'll be able to make it for that, that big game this weekend? It's going to be close. You know, the fibula is the small bone of the lower leg. Uh, we all think of the shin. That's the tibia. The fibula is on, on, on the outside of that. It uh, doesn't bear as much weight, so you can come back more quickly. Uh, I remember Reggie Bush coming back at seven weeks from it. Hayden's right at that. Uh, it's a matter of whether it's functional. Uh, much like with Aaron Rodgers, they're going to take an x-ray. They're going to say, hey, let's, let's see how this is healed. We know where the crack was. Let's see how uh, filled in that is. Is the bone stable, or is there still a little bit that's got to fill in? At at this point in the season, uh, how much do you stretch things out? 
are you thinking about the playoffs? It sure looks like both those teams are going to go in there. And here's the other question. I have a feeling after watching and talking to people the last couple of weeks that, that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati uh, game, this, is very, this Pittsburgh team is violent. Uh, and I don't mean that as dirty. Uh, I don't mean that in any sort of negative way. They go out there trying to hit people and, and you know, within the bounds of the game to hurt people. You know, it used to be that that was typically it. How many times, and Cordell, you probably got the same videos I did when I was a kid, you would always get the blooper video for Christmas, and then you would get the big hits. And you would see these hits that today would make mothers cringe. And, you know, us, we were sitting on the couch laughing about it, thinking it was awesome. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers this year are a, a throwback team towards that violence. Uh, and if I was a team like the, uh, the Patriots trying to stay healthy, get ready for the playoffs, I wouldn't like seeing them come in. Well, finally, there's been a lot of discussion about the concussion protocol and how it's yeah. being executed based on what happened to Tom Savage last week and think about the Russell Wilson incident a month ago in Arizona. Do you think some tweaks are needed moving forward? No, what we need to do is enforce the policy. Here's the problem. Okay, in both these situations, the concussion was spotted. They were brought to the sideline, and something broke down. In one, uh, you know, they said they didn't know all the information. They checked him. He seemed fine, which is crazy to me, and sent him back out there. And then when they got all the information, they saw him twitching on the ground. They said, oh, maybe we should check him again. And then they got a different result. That's problematic for me. Uh, with Wilson, yeah, he, they were, one of the doctors was somewhere else with another guy having a concussion, which is uh, always a problem. You know, you've got more than one guy you're watching, even when it's Russell Wilson. Uh, you can never have it perfect. And I want to give the NFL credit. Every time they've had one of these situations, whether it's Colt McCoy or Case Keenum, and now with this situation, they've always tried to make it better. Uh, and, and they've adjusted the policy quickly. So I think they'll do that again. But I think the problem is there's always going to be gaps. And when there are gaps, we want to fix it. We're never going to have a 100% solution. What I do think we need to have is some sort of objective measure. We've got to get something. Uh, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, Modus has a product I'd love to see, but I want to see the NFL do something that we could know. This guy went through an objective test. This guy was tested at this point in the game after we saw this. Uh, why was he tested? What did they see? What were the results? Did this guy score at his baseline or is two points below it so we let him back out there? I think there needs to be a more objective measure that we can quickly uh, see and make sure it's consistent, not just from game to game, but from team to team uh, and from doctor to doctor. Well, as always, we appreciate the insights. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us again on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.